Welcome back to another episode of the System and the Hustler Squad podcast. Myself, Tom, and Steve have just interviewed our favorite guest ever by far. Jimmy, who we interviewed on the 14th of December, is in his 50s. He's been punting for 35 years. He actually shared with us a number of his stories where he started punting at the age of 15. He talks about how he's seen and witnessed the gambling industry develop over time since the 1980s. And he shared with us basically some advice and blunt feedback, which no doubt will trigger some. He says things as it is, but it is the way in which we like to tell people things as well. If you want to listen to a general chat around betting, not so much about our own service, but more just about a punter who has seen and done it all, then have a listen to Jimmy's story and no doubt you'll gain something from it. We had to morph his voice and pixelate his face due to him wanting to remain anonymous, but we hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as we did. If you want any questions for us, as always, reach out to us via Instagram or check out our website. So let's uh, welcome Jimmy. He's probably one of our, he'd be seventh or eighth guest now on what we call this a podcast or an interview. Um, you've been a member now for, I think, I think you joined the system in like May and then you sub to Platinum Squad in like June. Um, yep, so I guess welcome right. on board firstly, and we're just going to have a chat to you today about your journey so far. And I really wanted to talk to someone who is a little bit of a different style of person. Like we've interviewed a lot of serious people, but you're someone who's older um, and you've had a massive punting history, um, which I found yep. interesting. And you put a really good chat uh, comment in the chat the other week after Saturday. We'll put it on the screen, but you basically said that You've never had more fun punting in your last 35 years as a punter. Um, and yep. I found that really interesting. So, yeah, um, I guess right. welcome. Thanks and do you want to share with everyone? Yeah, no worries. Uh, do you want to share with everyone your story just generally or do you want us to ask questions? Oh, look, <clears throat> just a bit of a background. I'm um, oh, just turned and probably had a punting history of about 35 years. Started when I was probably about, I don't know, about 15, I can remember walking into the TAB when I was in year nine or year 10, still with my school bag on my shoulder and a school tie and having a punt in the afternoon on a, um, on a on a Wednesday or Melbourne Cup day or whatever day it was, and you know, they didn't bat an eyelid. Um, and then as time progressed, you hang around with your mates and it was just the thing you did. Um, and growing up around yeah. playing in footy clubs, uh, it's... It's a massive magnet to get on the punt. And if you can't control yourself, yeah, you're going to find yourself in all sorts. Um, I've come through... It's honestly like... I was just going to say, like, as you touched on, like, footy clubs and shit, like, it's it's funny that you say that because, obviously, you're a bit of an older man. Jimmy, if you don't mind me saying that, but, you know, you would have been around footy clubs 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they're still the exact same now. It's like dudes don't know how to socialize or do anything else other than drink beers and punt <laughs> and it hasn't changed yeah exactly tom it's it's basically the piss and the punt that's all it is um and if you're playing if you're playing local park footy yeah you're sort of you're, you're taking it serious but also the social activities getting away and it, don't get me wrong it had some awesome times great camaraderie lifelong friends made but it can really, I don't know, unearth some demons that, you know, probably a lot, a lot of young blokes, and, and now I'm finding out today, young women, didn't know they probably had. Um, and it becomes it becomes a real crux for them. They, they, they sort of, you, you come relying on it. Um, and it can be yeah, very, a very destructive lifestyle to go down, let's just say. And if it, if it, if it gets out of hand, it just, yeah. It's not good. And, and like I've gotten to this point in my life. Where 100% I go, agree. I'm over it. Just You're just over losing. Um, and if, if blokes have had some big wins and some big losses, you'll know what I mean when you say a gambling hangover because it's just as bad as a, uh, as a hangover on the drink. Yeah, you're off yourself for a couple yeah, of minutes. Easily, could, it can even be worse. Yeah, yeah it is. It's yeah, all, that's, like, that's something. Go on. You can have a big win. Right, but you can still feel like shit the next day. It's a really it's a, it's it's hard to explain because you would think, oh wow, you know, I won five grand, but 
you know in the back of your mind you just turned over 20 to get it and you dodged a few bullets Correct. to get there. And you should be waiting. So I was going to say, like a lot of those people, it's like they make it on their last bet, right? And it's like they go that all or nothing last bet. And you're right, you make 5K for the day. Cool, I made 5K, but fuck me. If that last bet didn't win, I would have been in the hole eight or 10. And it's like, geez, you don't want to be in that position again. It's almost like a a sense of relief that the day's over as opposed to celebrating a win because you haven't really won. Well, and and the emotional roller coaster that you're on. Like the start of the day, you know, I, I can remember going to Mooney Valley Cox Plate one year, it was probably 15 years ago. Go down there, flew down from Sydney for the day, you get on it, and you're all excited. All the boys are up and about, and, you know, a few beers, and how good's this? You're sitting in the celebrity room, 400 bucks a head going, this is awesome, you know, got seats in the grandstand, you're on the piss. And by the middle of the day, you're down four, you're down four grand. And back then, your bookie didn't tell you, because there was no apps. We didn't have apps. Right, you're yeah. either doing cash or you're ringing up on the phone. And next thing you know, your bookie's slinging your credit. You don't know. You're 10, 15 beers deep. And next thing you know, you're in three grand in a hole. Yeah. And I, I can remember having a bet in the last So back then. To get out, yeah. So, yeah, keep going with that story, Kembla one. Yeah, so I, I, I had a crack at a thing in the last in Kembla. And the funny the story goes, it was 10 to 1. And I rang up. And I, you know, you full piss, and I just said, oh, 500 on the six. And the thing wouldn't go into the stalls. It was playing up. So I rang the bookie back up, and I halved the bet. And the thing got up and won. Paid $10. <laughs> now, I was more filthy on myself that I cut the bet in half, not the fact that I got myself yeah. out of trouble. Spot on. You know, but it's, it, the next day, that feeling doesn't leave you, and, and it's a shit horrible feeling. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster, and it really, really fucks with your head. That feeling that you've got as well that you're speaking about, I, I have no doubt that most punters, whether they're betting $5, $10, you know, a lot of punters, you know, it's only 10 bucks or it's only 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when they lose their 200 or their 500 or their 1,000 or whatever it is, it's all relative, right, to them. And they have mm-hmm. that, that that sick feeling or that disappointment in themselves or that, you know, it's just like, or you say if they find a winner in the last and it's like relief, but it's not joy, like, you're not punting yeah. for fun by then. You're literally punting to try and get yourself out of a hole. And yeah, so many it. people don't get out of that hole. And then for the next two days, three days, week, two weeks, all they think about is that the money that they've lost. And it's just a recurring cycle that they end up on for, for some people for the rest of their lives, even from like 18, yeah. 19. So it's interesting to hear that, you know, you're somebody who has been on that roller coaster for 20, 30 years. And now you're like, the, you know, I see how, how, how messed up it is and, you know, you're having so much more fun now in a controlled environment, betting probably way less than you've ever bet before. Mm. But you know, at least you know you've got it. You've got control of it, and you're not on that emotional roller coaster, which is what destroys so many punters. Yeah. yeah. What like, do you say? Every punter knows there's nothing better than back in the first winner of the day, and you're on a high. Now, to maintain that high, what are your chances of getting higher than that? You got to back the next winner, and then yeah. the next winner. But you, you're only going to come crashing down the ground. Hundred so. percent. So, what do you say? One thing that Tom mentioned, sort of just then, was this idea of punting for fun, and this is something that we get criticised a lot. With people think that mm-hmm. the way we punt is somewhat boring. It isn't sexy. You know, people are just looking to have a bit of fun with their mates at the pub. And obviously, you know, some of the things you've touched on here is it doesn't really sound all that fun. So what do you say to people who do have this idea that they're potentially hiding behind their losses or whatever it may be with this idea of punting for fun? I don't think there's anything less false than punting for fun. It's it's bullshit. You, a typical Saturday afternoon for a bloke would be to go down the pub, get on the piss, have a punt. Straight away, you're losing all. You, 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 you're probably your strongest point of where you can actually think for yourself. Once the alcohol kicks in, you're gone. Once the thrill of having a punt kicks in, you're gone. It, it, it's like being a drug user. All of a sudden, they've got that high they wanted, and they'll just keep feeding it till they get it. And it's like you know, you know bikes that play the choppers. They're just slapping that button. You know, the reels keep ticking over. They're getting the bright lights, the pump, the horse, the whole thing. 
when you remove yourself from that, so technically you are there, you're on the inside looking out. When you're on the outside looking in, which we are now doing what you guys do, you think, fuck, what took me so long to work that out? Why? And it's, it's like, um, I think JP said it last week, after Saturday, it's, it's the action brain. Do, do you act on that impulse? Do you, do you allow yourself to go down that path? If we, if we do it your way, you know, the way this, the, the, the system comes through and everything, it's just safer. And it, the tra- it's, the, it's proven, like the, tracks, the track record. You just got to chip away at it. You just got to do the process. Yeah, it's not it's not sexy. You're not getting those massive highs. Oh, guess what? I just won five grand on a fifty dollar bet or whatever it was. But you know what? I'd rather a hundred dollars at the end of every week guaranteed than risking five hundred bucks because I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And it's yeah. yeah. I really works. liked that you said looking from the outside in mm. because mm, that's same. that's so spot on because so many subscribers or so many people even that just consume our content especially after our multis podcast, so many people were like far out. I'd never actually thought of it like that. I'd never seen myself as that kind of punter. I'd never really understood what I was doing with all these multis or how likely I was to lose. Like they never really understood that. And once you said you see from the outside in and you're like, you look at those people now and so many subscribers will message us going, yeah, I get so frustrated at my mates. Like I see my mates blow half their paycheck, their paycheck. They blow hundreds every week. I'm at the pub with them. And I'm either following the system or just understand that, you know, betting that way, though it may be a tiny bit of fun at, at, in that moment in time, like, as I said, you, you know that you're going to lose. And eventually that just just destroys you. Like, you, if you know you're going to lose every single Saturday, why would you keep doing it? And as you said, you have That's five exactly years, the thrill, the thrill kicks in, and then, you, and then it just becomes that kind of habit or addiction that you just keep chasing. Oh, yeah. I might get the winner of the next one. Oh, I might get the next, you know, hopefully I'll be up at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's it's bloody sad. I, I I'm, I'm an old school punter, right? So we back things to win. If you back each way, you got ridiculed. So you back, you put it on the nose, hundred on the nose, just get on. When they started doing, you know, all multis come out, and now it's, I had to work out what an SGM was, a same game multi. <laughs> now, I, I'm looking at it. I'm seriously, I'm dead set. I'm looking at it, and it's you know. Um, uh, some like to kick six goals in the first quarter, um, four hand passes in the second quarter. This bloke can have his left sock up on his right leg and all this bullshit. And go, Seriously, how the fuck you need to get that? Not a chance in hell. Well, I can't get one winner. How am I going to get seven? Or like you said, Steve, the other one of those last podcasts, 14 legs that this young girl was talking about on the yeah. train on your way yeah, to work. Yeah. yeah, and goes, oh, do you think that's enough? You know what? You're probably 13 too many because you just... <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, but Steve got fucking rinsed for that. Like, that video went on a bit viral on TikTok and he fully just yeah. got, like, hammered for well, taking the piss out of a young but girl. JP, like, you're also dealing with... Yeah. You're dead set. You're, you're dealing with uneducated morons when it comes to that. Like, any, any well, half week... We don't like, like to that. say that, but... <laughs> it's good to someone else can say yeah, I'll say, I've got no problem saying it. you got no chance. You know, and, and you know what you know really gets my go is the perception that the bookies, who I would class as bottom feeders, they come along and it's like they want to be your mate. You know, some yeah, of them do no BS and, and lad brokes and all that. Yeah. Hey, mate, how you going? I'm, can you deposit more money? We'll do this for you. And like, you know, mate, all they're trying to do is divert your attention while they stick their hand in your back pocket. They don't care about your welfare. They, they, they can give two shits about you. If, you. if your marriage falls apart, you lose a yeah. house, car. They don't care. Because yeah. there's another soccer you see that. Yeah. You see that when, um, whenever Sportsbet do a payout, an early payout special or something, if, you know, whatever the most mm-hmm. recent one. I think they did Carlton to payout making top four or top eight this year at round six or something like that. And they advertise it everywhere as if yeah. we're the best blokes ever. Look at us. We're giving you early money. How good yeah, are we yeah. sort of thing. And everyone gets sucked into that. Everyone gets sucked into this idea that the bookies are there to help That's us. And they're doing us a service by, by, by allowing us mm. to play on their platform. They're doing us a service. And everyone's sucked into this idea. And then they just drip everyone dry. So they're running a business, right? And the whole idea of running a business is to make a profit. Why would they then give away their money? Because then their business wouldn't be around. Yeah. So it's yeah, you don't have to be honest. So it, it's 
it, it is so simple, but, but they get caught they up in it. They do it so well where it's not yeah. correct. you just got to like, breed. Be Steve smart. Did. You've got to be smart about you. Correct. Steve explained it really well once. We, we had a question to each other on one of our, oh, I think it was a podcast number six. Someone said, or Tom asked Steve if he would become a bookie. Hmm. And we basically explained why or why we wouldn't. And Steve said, like, a bookie doesn't have any moral goals. They don't have any kind of, but, like you said, they don't care about your marriage. They don't care about kids. They don't care if you fucking commit suicide. I know that sounds pretty bad, but like that's, that's the reality of the end game of this, right? And um, we've had people come to us and have experienced these things that you've talking about, like emotions, fucking stress, depression, all that. They don't care. They just want, their business model is literally making money. And the only way they make money is if you lose. And it don't simplify it more than that. And unfortunately, people, yeah, like you said, they get caught up in all the marketing and the, the good guys and all this stuff that they do. And it's just like, mm. bro, they're just trying to make money through your losses. That's it. Don't complicate mm. further. Well, they... I think the other thing is like as well, lots of punters don't think that they're, you know, they, they hear all these horror stories or the worst that can happen, so on and so forth. But it's kind of like, Oh, that won't happen to me. Like most mm, people, yeah. you know, that won't happen to me. I'm only losing a hundred bucks every Saturday. It won't happen to me, but it's like, yeah, but you're 19, 20, losing a hundred bucks a Saturday. When you start making right, right, double right. the amount of money, you'll probably be losing two, three, four hundred bucks every Saturday. And it just right, only spirals right. from there. Everybody that ends up with a gambling problem or, you know, not having control of the punt, they, they don't just start out like that. Like everybody starts right. the same way. It's a $5 bet at the Oops. tab with their old man or whoever it works. Right. And then it just spirals from there. And if you've got an underlying issue in your life or, or some sort of thing that has to be resolved and that fills that void, it's one of the most destructive things that can happen to you. Now, like you just said before, Tom, it all's got to start somewhere. A, a bloke that robs the bank doesn't wake up in the morning and go, you know what, I'm going to rob the bank today. Yeah. He starts knocking the candy off from the store at 12 and it progresses to something else. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Mm. You know, Freaking people, the full-blown dragos, they just don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to become a junkie today. They, it's a progressive thing. And, and gambling yeah, is exactly the same. Right. But it, it's unfortunate. The bookies, they market the only it, they're, they're smart. They're, they're smart because I think I mentioned this last week, JP, at the end, was it's an instant gratification society that we live in today. Right? So mm-hmm. pay Carlton out for the top six or whatever the thing is. The young blokes are getting what they want now. No one's got any patience anymore. No one's got any resilience because everything has to be done now. If I wanted to ring JP 25 years ago, I rang him, left a message at his place. He called me back two days later. But I didn't sweat. But if I ring JP now and he doesn't answer his phone, you go, mate, I need to answer your phone because I didn't want it. But it's not like that anymore. We want everything. It has to be now. It's got to be on the punt now. Like, you know, the bookies haven't paid out before correct way. Back in the day, you had to wait for correct weight. <laughs> it's it's sad, and, and and the young ones just haven't got a chance these days. If they don't take that step back and go, oh shit, I can see what's actually happening here. They're sucking me in because once you're caught in that vortex and you don't want to, you don't want to embark. Then no, I'll be right every Saturday, every Saturday, every Saturday. Mate, there's a lot of Saturdays, and next thing you know, you're hundred bucks, hundred bucks. It just yeah, it gets out of control. So Derek. Here you go, Steve. Well, I was just going to say, you've touched on some seriously powerful points um, here, Jimmy, and there's a couple of things I want to sort of delve a bit further. You, you, one word you mentioned there was voids, um, and, and you, you, you touched on sort of emotional roller coaster before and sort of the mental health element of that. And particularly with the younger generation you've sort of touched on here is that they're, you know, instant gratification. They want things instantly. We've become a world where everything comes to us instantly. You look at Amazon, you get same day delivery within like two hours yeah. these days. Everything is instant. And obviously this is something that sounds like you reckon the bookies are potentially playing on, which I, I definitely agree with. Um, as well as that, you know, I think there's potentially more need for, for ego and your image as well with the younger generation because of social media and the impacts that, you know, having a presence and being getting likes and getting comments and getting shares and all of that potentially plays on the ego of the younger generation. What do you think about that? And how do you think that has potentially changed from, from sort of old school punters 20, 30 years ago? Were those voids still there in a different manner? Or was there something else that was potentially, you know, that, that, um, people are potentially looking to gambling for to fill those voids or do you have any comments on that? Jimmy, before you answer that, I do just want to jump in really quickly because I was going to touch on two points that Steve's definitely identified and I would love to have your input on them as well. 
the things that I was just going to say, adding on to what you've just said and adding on to what Steve's just said is that the difference between all those other things that you spoke about, you know, if someone has a booze problem or a drugs problem or, you know, they're smoking a pack a day or whatever. The only thing that's different between gambling and all those things is that you can hide your gambling. Now that you said right back in the day, you had to ring up your bookie, you knew them personally, everyone could hear you on the phone, whatever. Now you can do it, you know, in your pocket. Nobody else knows. Nobody else can see your bank account. Nobody else knows how much you're punting. So you, you can hide that problem or that, you know, filling that void and nobody else knows that you're doing it. And the other thing I wanted to say is that compared to all those other ones, drugs, booze, darts, whatever you're doing, nobody really wears that as a badge of honor. Sure, when you're like 18 to like 23, oh yeah, this guy can drink a slab of beers. Like, oh, what a legend. But by the time you get to like 25, 26, it's kind of like, all right, idiot, you know, grow up. Like you need to stop doing that. Whereas how much you lose or how much you gamble is still even like among my mates who are like, you know, we're getting close to 30. Like it's still kind of worn as a badge of honor. I did my tits or, you know, I lost a fuckload or I was so close to this multi and Mm. like it's still worn as a badge of honor. Whereas if they had like a drinking problem or they were doing too many drugs or they were smoking a pack and a half a day, as I said, you kind of be like grow up idiot. So Mm. it's interesting that, yeah, you touch on those points and I would love to hear, yeah, what you think about the void and how it's so different now compared to when, you know, when you started, I guess. It, we would like, you know, I'm, I'm talking, oh shit, when we're talking late 80s, early 90s, like you get a tip for something on a Saturday. Guess what? You hang out till Saturday have a bet because you go, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. But now it's wall-to-wall racing, wall-to-wall punting. Yeah, oh, I can remember doing my ass before the tip even, we, we could even get on. Because oh, you just got into that frenzy because just having a punt was enough to set you off. I'm talking I'm 19, 20. But back then you couldn't bet on a Sunday because there was no there was no racing. You know, and like you said, Tom, you can you can hide being on the punt. You know, probably the most obvious thing is when you're not eating, you get a bit hungry because you've got no money. But at the end of the day, if you're on if you're on the drugs or you're on the piss or you're smoking too much or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty prevalent and you can see by just looking at the person. But being on the punt it's yeah it's very uh, you can hide you can be sly you can do all that sort of stuff and the advent of mobile phones having an app just sitting there just on the punt it's horrible i I can remember when phone tab came out if you had phone tab you were shit off how good am i going oh he he, he must be a big fan he's got phone tab i remember running around with tab tickets in my pocket on top of my pocket trying to fill them out i could put a pen in each hand and fill them out with my eyes closed but, you know, and it moved on to, do you remember Foxtel? Remember Foxtel? You could have a bet through the remote control on your TV. Yeah, I do remember that. How bad's that? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could. You could punch the code yeah. in while you're watching the tab. I'm going, oh, this is out of control. Fucking but, but <laughs> and I've probably said this for about 20 years, this is the new smoking, right? It's in your face. It's so good. The government's making a shit ton of money out of taxes, um, and so they should. Yeah. Because if, if those bottom-feeding bookies are going to try and rip you out pieces, they might, government might as well get something out of it. Um, so is that your answer to this, this Steve question? Like, what is that, you know, what was filling the void back in the day? And I guess when you were growing up, probably similar to my old man, um, the popular thing was, as you said, everyone was just smoking darts. It was cool. Everyone thought yeah, it was cool. awesome. Yeah. Like, no one had yeah. no one had any idea what it was doing to them. So the void back then was to, to you know, smoke a pack of darts or, you know, outside the pub or whatever, and that's how you were cooler yeah. on your way to school and hide it from your that's teachers. It. But now it's now it's punting. That's how young lads well, get that's how they Steve sleep. said. Yeah. Like, yeah, correct. Well, they, they yeah. leave school. It's fascinating. Right? And they it's, haven't got a cent. And they go, hey, I want money. What do they look at? They look at social media and they see the bloke with the Lamborghini and the big house and all the bullshit. You, you and I, we both know it's all bullshit. 99.9% on social media is all crap. Of course. Right? It's all designed to suck you into whatever they're selling. It's all bullshit. You know? Celebrities are endorsing products. It's all bullshit. But the young ones don't see that because they're given a phone at age 10 and 11 and the Instagram account. Oh, look at this, look at this. And unfortunately, their brains now develop. So it's a thing that I I learned um, when, I, when I train. I do a little bit of CrossFit. It's about building up neural pathways. So when you're learning a new movement, mm-hmm. you've got to build a neural pathway so the movement you're doing, it feels foreign at first, but after you do it after a while, it's second nature. Being on the punt's the same thing. 
It's just that getting them at an earlier age, the neural pathways are ingrained in their brain like the Grand Canyon. So they just think, I need money, I'll go to the pump. And it's just a vicious cycle over and over again. You know, deposit matches, all that, all that shit. You think, that is so dangerous. Now, I've explained to mates about what to do with your bonus bits. And they're looking at me going, no, that's a waste of time, can't bother doing that. Go, oh, well. Yeah, correct. Because it's ingrained in them. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah well, you're, you're only turning so, your 100 bonus into 65. I could potentially turn it into 10 grand on a multi, so why would I turn it into 65? That's it. What's so you're trying to break the neural pathways that have been formed over so many years of hunting of, yeah, but the chance is I could turn that free bet or whatever it is into 10 grand. But it doesn't work like that. It's, yeah, why would like, I cash yeah. out my multi? Why would I hedge? It's only 10 bucks. That's, I could make that's in, five that's grand. Exactly, it's the exact same that's, thing. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I've got a couple of questions then. Firstly, I want to know if you want to share this. Like we've spoken about generally your experiences on the punt. Do you want to go into the actual numbers or you don't want to share that? Like in terms of how much you were losing prior to well, this losing. and then <laughs> before this. Oh, like, yeah. Just have a look at your but, telephone But number. then also how did that change? <laughs> so how, did, how did it change? Look, um, Yeah, like you just said, it's the neural pathways need to get changed. Like how yeah. did we, like we didn't, fucking call you up and coach you like what what no 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 well, well, okay it's like anything um the first thing is is acceptance all right the first way to you know, healing yourself is acceptance right? after a while you get sick and tired of being sick and tired so it's well uh, it's not that i've got a problem right, at, at this age it's just well, fuck, I, I, I want to do something different I'm a bit over it. I'm a bit over going in, yeah. you know, blind for the last 35 years. Obviously, the last 35 years, it hasn't worked out too well. Maybe if I change my tact, I might look at it from a different angle. And after doing oh, probably a week or two with you guys, I knew how – I've had a Betfair account since the day it came out. So I knew how it worked. I just didn't know how to put it all together with how you guys do it. Right? And then that's when the penny dropped. Okay. It's a process. It's just it's turning up to work. I've got to do this. I just do it like this. Do it like this. Do it like this. Yep. It's not sexy. Yep. It's pretty straightforward. Just do it. Humans have a nature of going. If it's pretty straightforward and pretty easy, it must be wrong. It must be a better way to do it. That's more out there. Yeah, spot on. The top. But whereas dumb as dog shit when it comes to that, because why would you go against what has just served you well? You've done it week in and week out. Why go, oh, you know what? I'm going to start punting now. Now I've built up, I've built up a kitty. Now I'm going to start punting. Are you nuts? Really? Why would you change it? I, I do a bit of trading. It's and the same, first thing they yeah. say in the site is psychology for trading. And it's, yeah. keep it simple. Trading methods are so simple. You, know, you don't need all the indicators and all the bullshit on your screen. Price action, just keep it simple. Yeah. Just keep, but you get blindsiders. That's what the bookies do. They blindside you with all the crap. And young blokes are out there just on the punt, and, you know, and, and even young young women these days, girls, you think, wow, hundred percent. This, this this is this is getting out of control. Yeah. It's funny that you say keep it simple because that's the opposite of the way that the bookie uh, markets to you. Essentially, like you know, they're they're giving you bonus back on three or four leg multis or they're giving you massive boosts on same race multis, so on and so forth. Like you're not mm. getting anything mm. for for a single. You're not getting absolutely nothing for a single or backing a head to head. It's all about combined all these, make more money doing it this way, boost up these if you put in four yeah. or five legs. Like they don't want you to keep it simple because if you keep it simple, there's a chance you're A, not going to lose as much or you might actually hit a couple winning bets. But the second you get, you know, extravagant or try to hit that huge tax lotto payout, that's when you start just donating hmm. left, right, and center. And that's what they want you to do. That's why I've had a couple of counts promo bet because I don't bet. Same league moldies, whatever, whatever it is that I, I just don't even go into that space because I, I just think like <laughs> if I'm having a punt in general, I've got no chance. But doing that, I might as well just start burning fifties. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> so well, you said you had the two two band, yeah. But like, how many? Are you I, 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 I just copped another one yesterday. Which ones? Yeah, I just copped another one yesterday. Yeah, I'm I'm up to about eighteen at the moment. So it keeps me. You know, I've got, got, got other little things going on on the side with it, so I'll just keep it moving. But I look at my numbers and I go to myself, okay, 
I'm about a four to one ratio. So I'll have four times as many non-promo bits to promo bits. Uh, and they're punting me. And we're talking, you know, one account would be three and a half grand to 800 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, the only reason they're punting me is because I've only deposited 200 bucks in there in the last six months. And they're looking at me going, yeah. this bloke doesn't lose. So, fuck, he's out. Now, that's on the smaller <laughs> bookies because they need yeah, they need to feed their families. So money's, money's not coming in. Where the book, bigger bookies, me not depositing yeah. all the time, gets covered by the bloke who's doing his ass every Saturday. So you sort of you get caught up in the wash. It's all good. Where the, where the smaller bookies, uh, they'll scrutinise the shit out of you. You know? Yeah. And that's why it's not like, worth chasing. We, we speak about... Those accounts again. Yeah, correct. Correct. And people listening to this, they might be confused because we always promote how sustainable people are, but we've, we've not said that you're going to sustain your fucking TextBed account for two years because, as as I said, like you can oh. pick your nose wrong and they'll ban you for, for nothing. Oh. We've had numerous people... I think I put my password outside in incorrectly and they punted me. Yeah, they fucking ban you before you use the promo. Legit. Like, it's fucked. I think so I just didn't like those it. type of ones, yeah, they're just supplementary. Like, they're just there mm. as, as a support network to kind of loosen the load off the other ones. But, yeah, nothing changes. That's, that's not abnormal. To lose three in six months, that's that's pretty normal. Um, Obviously, there's 70 uh, And by the way, JP, um, by the way, JP, yeah. to everyone out there, don't take it personally when they ban you because I took it personally when I got my first ban. I was pretty pissed off. Um, I felt like I'd been victimised and, you know, I felt like, you know, the woke society or whatever it is. And I just went, why, why, you know, cancel culture. I thought, why am I being picked on? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny story, actually. JP, the first, my first, uh, my first promo band, right? Can I name the bookie? Fuck him. Yeah, Name them all. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> uh, right? So I, I, got right. Email, I, you, you got the email you've been banned. I went, oh, fuck it. Right. Okay. And I had a look at the ratios and I went, yeah, okay, not too good. I understand why. I didn't have a punt. Or I didn't use your account for like eight weeks. Right? I went up for the races up Newcastle you know, a couple of months ago. I put something out on Discord. You know, what should we do, boys, if you go in the races? And I, I knew what the answer was. It was, don't do the system, it's not going to work because you, you know, you haven't got your computer and everything in front of you. So I thought, oh, fuck it, Caulfield Cup, I'll chuck a couple of bucks in the, in the account because I don't use it and I'm not going to use it and there's no yeah. promos. So I think I had two grand worth of non-promo bets in there. Sorry, two grand promo bets to a thousand and non-promo bets and that's why they canned me. Anyway, I think I chucked 300 bucks in there or 400 bucks. And I thought, I'll have a bet in the Caulfield Cup. Just, you know, I'm with the boys, the girlfriends, the wives, all that sort of stuff. I've got the winner of the Caulfield Cup. I've got the thing that's run third, and I've got the trifecta twice. So I pulled out eight grand. And I, ran, and I had to I had to withdraw it. Right, mate? They're on the blower. This is after you got banned that. or before? No, after I got banned. And I yeah. said to my missus, I said, there is no chance they're going to lift the promo bets. So they've looked at me and gone, this bloke owes us money. There's no way we're going to get it back off again. Oh, it sees later. Done. I'll, I'll never open it. Yeah, never use your account again. I thought, oh, fuck him. You want to pro me a bit? This is me. Pro-ban, uh, promo me. This is my last hurrah. I'll see you later. So. <laughs> oh, fuck him. Yeah, I, the funny thing was, uh-huh. I was in the car. We're driving home. And I said to the missus, I'll, I'll ask. I said, I played dumb. I said, oh, mate, I got this email the other week. He said, I've been promo-banned. I don't understand. What's it all about? He goes, Oh, let me just go to the marketing, uh, the trading floor, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And he calls me back. Yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, no, mate, you're going to have to get your non-promo bets up a bit higher. I said, oh, okay, I'll leave that with you. So yeah. I mean, at least so, they yeah. tell you, but it's, Correct. it's pretty yes. obvious. They just they just want you donating. That's all they want. Yeah. No, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah, so don't, don't take it personally. It's just, it is what it is. No. So, all right, when you found us, had you already accepted... Like I, I'm, str- I'm starting to think now that you'd already kind of like you made this call to, to change because you're sick of it. So we didn't do anything. Yeah. Like we just probably helped that process a little bit. But you'd said probably I, I'd say the reason. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would be just maturity. Like yeah, yeah, yeah someone who's yeah, seen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that. That was going to be my question. What was the light bulb moment essentially, or when were you like, "Fuck this! I'm not just going to keep 
giving away two, three, five hundred bucks every week on the punt. Like this is so dumb. What what made that click? What was it? Oh, it's like I said before. After thirty years, you go. You know what? This hasn't been working. I've got to change something. Um, and you have your ups and downs. You, have, you know, you, have, you think, oh yeah, I'm all good. You know, late twenties, oh, I'm all good. I know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, you sort of not not you get out of control. Some people do, but you you, you start punting more than what you should. And you go, well, it's not really working. It doesn't matter whether I punt five bucks a week or five hundred bucks a week. The result is still the same. I'm not winning. So what, what's the point in doing this? Yeah, you know, I stumbled on you. But was it like a really bad day or anything? No, 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 nothing like that. It was more. I just wanted to be a bit more like a side hustle. Okay, I love the horses. I, you know, I, I really enjoy the racing scene and all that sort of stuff. But how can I do this so it's not a really um, expensive hobby? So, so it's sustainable, essentially. Yeah, so it's sustainable. So I can actually enjoy it keep an eye on things, um, going there with an air of confidence when I am sitting down and, and doing a Saturday that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I might drop a couple of bucks here and there, but I know in the long run, and, and it's been proven since I've joined, you're just on the up and up. Yeah, you might go, you, you might go sideways for a, for a session or two, but you're on the up. And I, I can see how it's working. I can see the whole system and how it works and how the day's laid out. And I go, yep, yep, sweet, I'm all on board here. And I sit there and go, well, okay, today potentially I'm, I'm outlaying X amount of dollars. Yep, counts are all, all loaded up, ready to rock and roll. And, you know, let's just fire away. Just keep picking them off. And that, yeah. that one didn't work, next one. That one didn't work, next one. Yep, that one did, thank you. Move, move, move. Whereas when you're on the punt, it's the losses that build up that you stick in your hand in your pocket to pull. And, and, and that's the other thing. We used to punt in cash. When you're putting in cash as a tangible asset in your hand, it yeah, makes a significant difference to when you're clicking yeah. buttons. Oh, massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why casinos do chips. Right? It's, yeah, all, it's yeah. all psychology. Mm. Right? And, um, yeah, if you're punting cash, like, you're actually handing it over. You have to physically get, get rid of it and you feel, you know, you're going to be a lot more cautious with it. You don't want to lose mm. the cash in your wallet, but when it's just numbers on a screen... Ah, uh, 25 here, 50 here, it doesn't that's, matter. Like, it feels like That's exactly, yeah. And that's why you see governments are trying to make cashless societies and they're trying to make everything digital because it removes that that feeling, that that, that bond that you have with cash. You know, I, I'm old yeah. school. Give me a bit of cash. Always give me cash. I don't want freaking things in yeah, my it's very bank account. You know? Everything's tap and go these days. Oh, yeah, I, can't think, I can't think of anything more painful. Because <laughs> on the weekend we we obviously had mm. we ended up plus one point eight, but we had yep. uh, eight races in a row no winner, and we went minus ten point three units during that period. We were plus seven, and then we went to minus three point three, finished yep. plus one point eight. And the chat again was yep. pretty. No one saying anything bad. I, I think everyone's scared to this point. But you said something um, at the <laughs> end of the day, and you said you didn't even know that the we had eight losers in a row because you were doing all the other shit and you wrote something i can even get it up but you pretty much said that your day is just like okay next next do this do that like you said before like you're doing other stuff you're hedging you're turning bonuses over you're probably doing non-promo stuff on other races and then you come back at the end of the day and you you count your profits and whatever it is it is but how do you like do you think it's because you just know it works now and you don't care about the result or do you have that much of a focus that you're just there to do what you got to do and then that's your Saturday and, and you love it and you don't care? Like, what is it that you don't care about the eight losses in a row? Or you don't even know? I get, I, I, I get the same enjoyment and excitement out of doing Saturdays now than I did if I was rocking up the racetrack as a 22-year-old No, I'm going to have a big day on the drink and the punt. The only difference is yeah. I know at the end of the day now I'm going to walk out eh, nine times out of ten I would say we're in front but I'm on an up and up it's on a weekly basis it's on a monthly basis and when I get to 12 months I go well that's where I was at the start this is where I am now the frantic pace that I spoke of for me is five hours like you said you blokes are firing tips to me I'm trying to bet the max (laughs) as I can right 
there's five and ten dollar bets just doesn't cut it for me. You know, I don't get the same. You know, if you haven't got enough on it, you're not shaking. So I've just got to get on. And so I'm trying to feverishly hit the keyboard and I'm button mashing all at the same time. And I'm looking at odds on Betfair. So I've got one screen with Betfair. I've got Telegram. I've got races on. I've got all the bookies up on another screen. I've got the calculator and, and all that. And I'm, and I'm writing it all down. I've got my own little sheet in front of me, a book that I keep. And I don't have time to worry about. I don't even watch the race nine times out of ten. I just listen to it on my headphones. And then I just write down my odds yeah, if it wins, awesome. and I just fill in the details. Because okay, you're entering time, data, and yeah, 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 yeah. because into the spreadsheet. I, 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 yeah, well, see, to be honest with you, with the spreadsheet, the only thing I fill in is my sustainability, my turnover mm. of of my um, bonus bets. Right, I know I get between somewhere between seventy and eighty percent. Yeah. And I can get it up to around about, yeah. on average, probably 73, 74. I'm not fussed about that. Right? I, I, I couldn't give a rat's ass, but I know it's around there. So I look at that. That's a bonus back to me somewhere along the line, whether it be a bookie or whether it be my bet fair. I'm more concerned about my sustainability. And I keep, and I also do the um, the system tally. So where we are. So every race that you guys pump out the numbers and the unit sizes and all that sort of stuff, I enter all that. So, yeah, the promo list. So, so you know how many... Yeah, go on. Yeah, so, so you know how many um, promo bets you're putting on, you know how many non-promo bets. You've simplified it down to, you know, as simple as you can possibly make that input yep. in, and that's all you really need. That's all I need. I, I don't need to say that I had this bet. Yep. You know, even if it's a sports bet, Essendon v Carlton, it was this, and I hedged it with this book. I, I, I don't need any of that. All I need is... Yeah. How much I'm spending, and I keep my ratios, and I look at it, I go, all right, I've just opened a new account. Okay, let's just go non-promo and just turn over a grand in a week. Right? Let's turn it over. Yeah, okay, I'm, probably, I'm going to probably cost me 5% somewhere along the line. I might be able to get something in my favour that gets me back, but that's fine. I've set that up. Now I can start drip-feeding a promo here and there, and that's the way I look at it. And I go, all right, give it a month or two, and that might be my sustainability. Like you said, they'll, they'll look into your account. It'd be better if I can drain an account. Um, but it's like a piece of paper in front of, I've got a book in front of me, got all my bookies, got my starting balance for the day for each bookie and a tally at the bottom. I've got a, a column for promos, a column for non-promos and a column for mugs, right? And I just feel, I just go tick, 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 tick. So at the end of the day, I go, oh, all right, it's getting towards the end of the day. Oh shit, okay, lad breaks. I've had three promo. I like to have uh, six non-promos. So let's find something. I'll start looking at trots or whatever. Just put it, you know. And have a look at Betfair. I go offload here, go back here, back here, back here. And I just move it around. And just try and keep my sustainability that way. So it's it's just a constant ongoing pace. And you guys, your system will come through and I've reproduced my own promo list for each state with the bookies that I've still got going. Because obviously you've got some bookies up there that have knocked me on the head. Okay, cool. And I'll fill it all in. And I'll be pl- I'll have up twenty eight dollars, down fifty two dollars, up one hundred and seventy dollars. So I know at the end of the day, I'm sitting there going, okay, yeah, we're floating around about there. That's fine. Let's do some bonus bets here, get this mm. across here, and just move it all around. And it's yeah. not till about five thirty in the afternoon I can crack it, crack a beer, and go, oh, now I can have a breather and relax. Job done. But it's fun. I yeah, enjoy it. It's, it's like it's I like love that. Yeah. I miss it to be honest, and yeah. I won't lie. Probably the last month or two i've had a couple of days actually doing that because i've missed it um and it's actually fucking yep. fun i sit there on my laptop in front of the tv yeah. and it's actually fun doing it you might even make 300 dollars yep. for the day like it's not gonna like we're not gonna do i'm not doing it for money i'm doing it for enjoyment and that's the beauty of it i think that's... it is actually enjoyable when people say it's not which i yep. sometimes laugh at but some yeah, people i, I think tom yeah I, what, what yeah, i think i think this little have. discussion here provides a really good insight as to what goes on outside of the actual system itself and what's required to sort of sustain your accounts and the things that you're doing in the background too. Obviously you've touched Mm. on a few things there, Jimmy, you know, 5.30 comes around and you've already put on a few bets after the, like on the trots, you've turned over your bonus bets, et cetera. But obviously the higher and the larger scale you go following the system, the more of that that is required. And so all of a sudden, you know, JP, you've, you've mentioned in podcasts on reels, you know, people do this full time and it genuinely, when we were doing it, you know, JP, Tom and myself were doing it full time. 
probably putting in 60, 70, possibly 80 hours a week doing it. And people are going, well, how can you do that when you've only got promos on a Wednesday and promos on a Saturday? And it's like, not the, the whole time, you know, you're probably only spending probably 25% of your time trying to make money. The other 75% of the time, you're actually, you know, you know, sustaining yourself, defending your accounts, putting on all these extra sort of non-promo mug bets, whatever you want to call them. So I think this provides a real good bit of insight. And that, that whole grind is fun. Like when you're actually spending a large majority of the time not even trying to make money, but you're still enjoying it, that's like half of the thrill. And then all of a sudden the Saturday comes around and that's when you really cash in. Um, but, you know, some days obviously you're still going to lose and that's okay because you just know in the long term you're sort of going to go up and up. You're going to have those 25% of hours a week dedicated to making money. The other 75% are all just there to sort of sustain yourself. I've just sort of arbitrary made those numbers up, but it does give a bit of an insight as to what we mean when you say you can do this full time, you can scale it up, you can increase your workload. Yeah, we yeah, put yeah. simple numbers together, Steve. Like if you're operating, say for example, you're operating a, you know, for some of the top dogs, they'll be operating the ones that are doing it, as you said, like 30, 40, 50 hours a week of match betting. They'll be following the system on $200 unit size. And if we average, call it 300 units, you know, let's go conservative, 300 units for the year, that's still 60K tax free, <clears> which is like <throat> being on, I don't know, 80, 90K wage, let alone making money any other way through match betting if you're getting redeposit offers, if you're following, you know, some sport promo methods, so on and so forth. So, yes, you are putting in the hard yards, but you're absolutely reaping the rewards. Like, that's the other thing that people don't understand. Oh, you can only make money on a Saturday. You know, you can only bet 50 bucks on a race. Like, it's like, nah, mate. Like, honestly, you're not even scratching the surface doing it that way. And for the people that want to take it seriously and do commit to it, there's, there's it's untapped potential how much you can make. But as you said, making the money is very easy and you probably only do that for 20, 30% of the week. The rest of the week is making sure that you're in a position to keep making, making that, that money. money. And yeah. that's what people don't understand. And you know, the biggest thing about the whole thing is, you actually enjoy what you're doing. You know, it's not a job. That's amazing. Like when, when you do, I, I actually enjoy the Saturdays. Like I, I, I really look forward to it. I, I always check out, okay, what time's the first race? Boys will flick through a promo. Okay, what's going on? And it's quick. It's Saturday morning. Let me get all my jobs out of the way. Give myself about an hour to set up. And, you know, I've got four screens and a laptop and a book in front of me, a calculator. <laughs> and it's, it's full on, you know. My missus doesn't talk to me. Yeah, she goes, oh, you want something to eat? And she'll, you know, quickly in between a race, I'll have something to eat and get back into it. But I love it. It's, you know, it's, yeah. there's nothing well, Some better. people as well spend their whole Saturday punting anyway. Yeah. They're sitting on the yeah, couch for five, five hours punting and watching every race. You may as well fucking make money doing it. Yeah, yeah. And not lose. I, I do a lot of, um, a lot of uh, non-promo during the week on, on NFL and NBA and all that sort of stuff. I know two bits of fuck all about NBA. But guess what? Because <laughs> I, just, I just look at the prices just and just marry it off. It's just yeah, numbers. It's, mate, you're playing with cucumbers. You just look at the numbers, and if they all marry <laughs> up, you go, yep, that's me, done. It's, that's all you have to do. It's, but that's it's the not, beauty of it. it it's, like, it's literally yeah. just simplified mathematics, and that's all it is, plus or minus. It's, Follow some rules, it's all, you'll be fine. That's, that's all it is. It's, it's just purely a numbers game, and... What, what they try and do, you know, the, the bookies, it doesn't matter, um, banks, and they, they do it all. They try and bamboozle you with numbers. And nine times out of ten, people go, oh, fuck, that's too hard, I can't work that out. And you go, really? Just sit there and yeah. process it in your head. Or get a calculator Plus there's calculators. The yeah, they're everywhere. Correct. And just work it out. And you go, oh, really? And I've explained this to my mates. And, you know, but in my age, they look at me like I've got two heads. <laughs> nah, fuck it, too hard. Can't be fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other one, you tell them? I'd rather just like, do my tits. Yeah, yeah. What do you tell them? Though? Do you tell them like this is the system I'm following? I place promo bet here, or are you tell them like just a bonus turnover, for example? My, well, to my mates, I've, oh, I reckon I've spent all about two and a half minutes telling them because they just look at me with crossed eyes and go, "Are you for real? <laughs> what, what, what's happened to you?" You know. Whereas. Are they losing that? Yeah, they lose, but they don't give a shit. Like, are they still punting? Yeah, they're still punting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's fine. You know what I love? You know what I love? I'll speak to them on a Monday morning or a Sunday or something, and I'll ring up, especially when you guys, mate. I'll go, how'd you go on the weekend, mate, on the punt? He goes, oh, fuck, you know, I ran second here and this one. I was up this and the... And he goes, how'd you go? Oh, yeah, probably up 200. And I I just know that each week I'm in front. Like, I'm just... 
falling in front and just keep each week. I couldn't tell you last time I had a losing, like as in, I've done my ass on the punt, let alone, okay, the system probably had an off week once there on a Saturday, like, but it doesn't register. You sort of sit there and go, yeah, it's normally the other way around. It's normally I have one winning week and 10 losing weeks, where this year is, if we had a losing yeah. week, you've had 10 winning weeks leading into it. That's all part of the game. That's just what our plays. Yeah. And trying to explain it for the young blokes in their 20s, well, it's a bit hard because like the lights don't come on until they're 25 and they're just thinking about how much money they can get there and then, which goes back to his gratification. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. that's spot on. Everyone's thinking about how much money they can win. They're not thinking yeah. about how much money they will probably lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those multis. Not can lose. 14 legs, I can win 69 correct. grand. Yeah, well, well yeah, that's it. And then you sit there, yeah, but... There's 14 scenarios that have to play out for you to get to that. It's, it's never going to happen. I've got more chances to go on the moon. You know, it's just... Well, people people <laughs> will say, oh, but... but No, but that's fucking spot on. But people say, oh, but he won it. And then they'll yeah. tag us in a fucking, some idiot who won yeah. it on TikTok. Oh, look, here you go, JP. He won a multi. It's like, yeah. And now you're sucked into doing it more because that monkey's done it. And now you didn't do it, but you're going to follow him. So now you're going to start losing money. And the whole thing about that is, is everyone just wants to have that ego boost of I won. They want to rub it into JP. JP cops it the most. They want to be like, hey, JP, fucking look at my mate. He won. You're a dickhead. You said he couldn't win. It's like, oh, fuck. Good on you, mate. Yeah, but the funniest thing is they're they're still losing as well. Like, they didn't make a cent. (laughs) Like, what are you you bragging about, mate? I I don't get that mentality. I don't understand it. Nah, because if you logically do, I've said this hundreds of times, if you logically put things together in the world Mm. and what people tell you to do, the news, the fucking bookies, it will not make sense. But if you sit there and put it on a piece of paper and say, that does that, oh, but why am I doing this? And I spoke to someone, I've actually got a coach now that's taking me for one-on-one in the gym because I just needed some accountability. And he said to me a funny story, he's like, He's got an 18 year old daughter and he's all about like critical thinking and that. And he goes, if my daughter says to me, oh, I'm going out um, with my mates and I'm going to do drugs. And then he asks her, but why are you doing it? And she can't answer the question. He'll be super angry. But if she says, not that promoting drugs, but if she says, I want to (laughs) get fucking smashed with my mates, like I want to do it with my mates and try it. He's like, that's fine. But if she has no ability to say the reason why she's doing something, then he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, think about what you're doing and actually That's know it. why you're doing something rather than just doing it like a fucking trained Rose puppet, it. basically. I've had apprentices for you know the last 20 odd years and we'll be working away. And I always say to them, if you're going to do something, and even when I coached boys you know, for footy or whatever, if you're going to do something and I ask you, oh, what'd you do that for? Tell me why. Don't just shrug yourself yeah, off. I, I don't know. Because it's, it's that real herd mentality. You are a representation of your herd. Yeah. So if you're going to hang around, you know, pissheads, drug ads, whatever, it, that's what's going to happen to you. That's just how it happens. I, I, I didn't make up the rules. I just play by them. You get sucked into that, that way of whatever they're doing. It takes a stronger person, and it's, and it's hard when you're young, to be very mindful of the situation you're in and go, hey, that's not good for me. Shit, I've just learned a couple of things yeah. about myself. That's not good. It's it's hard when you're young. Because, you, you know, yeah. especially when you're a boy. Yeah. But we're all, like, fucking nearly 30, and we, we took 10 years. Like, from adulthood, I didn't learn. Like, obviously, I learned match betting when I was, like, 23. But hmm. I lost fucking money trading shit and trying to work out Forex. And like, 28 years old probably just woke up and that took 10 years of adulthood so i'd like to think i'm a pretty switched on individual as well so most people like you said don't have a hope or a chance i think your situation was a little bit different though jay like i I think you you know you made a few mistakes along the way but generally your mistakes were trying to do things with your own sort of critical thinking what the bookies do is they literally like play on this idea that people just want to all like belong together in this losing group of punters. And you look at what, you know, lad bros yeah. and sports bet do with bet with mates. That's the new biggest thing. Cause they literally know that you put a bunch of 25 year old idiots together. They're going to be a bigger That's group it. of idiots. They're going to like take larger risks. They're going to, they're going to be, they're going to brag and laugh about the idea that they're losing together. So they just all get sucked in. They don't, they don't think for themselves and the bookies are just cashing in. 
there's no problems with making a mistake, right? It's not the end of the world. No one died. Yeah. It's when you repeat mm. that same mistake over and over and over again, you go, fuck, I've got a problem here. Because, you know, you stick your finger in the PowerPoint, you get an electric shock, you're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, because it might be different this time. No, it won't be. Let's go. And this is, <laughs> but they don't want to, they don't want to simplify it like that because the bookies throw it all the other, oh, you can win on the next race. Well, you know, it's, yeah. Life's very simple and very, very, very easy to do. We just complicate the shit out of it. Right? We just yeah. make it really hard for ourselves. Like you said, JP, like the news, don't get me started on that bullshit. And they, they just, <laughs> but they just want to tell you. It's, oh, I'd love it, to have a chat with you in real life. About the, <laughs> what they're recording. Life for fly down for If you watch the news anyway these days, every ad, down. every ad is fucking. There's ten bookie promotions yeah. on every ad anyway, so how it's was, absolutely messed I, up. I don't know how you are down there. I know you had your spring carnival. We had ours up here. I was driving out west one day, and those overpasses over the big freeways. I, I don't go that far for my holidays, but these ads that were yeah, coming up. <laughs> For Ladbrokes and Neds, I'm going, oh, fuck everywhere. Me. how much will these cost? This is bullshit. Yeah. And who's paid for that? Yeah, nah. You know? Yeah, who knows? Losing gamblers, they, eh? They're just massive gamblers, paid by gamblers. This, you know? Yeah, it's, like, it's like when you go into Rebel and you buy those, you know, $80 pair of nylon shorts and you know, mate, there's probably $3.50 worth of material on that, but you're just paying for the fit out because it's all the bullshit around it. It's, that's it. Yeah. You... You as a punter, you're supplementing them by losing your money. And you got nothing for it. Whereas at least if you go to a shop and you buy something from Rebel, you've got something to show for it. You bought a pair of shoes, you bought you know, shorts or shirt or whatever it is. Being a punter, no, you got nothing to show for it. It's it's a it's a shit lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent I agree. Uh, it's been a, a very good chat. I mm. guess um we won't give it too long much longer, but I've got a couple of questions. Um, I don't know if you have to go, but I kind of want to know um, ballpark figure, like profit made so far, but also what goals you have to continue this. Like, what are you happy to just keep doing what you're doing? Like, have you missed weeks? Do you do it every Saturday? Like, what do you want out of the next, I don't know, 12, 24 months in the space? Um, I'm probably up about, I don't know, six and a half, seven grand. I'll you know, put my hand up. I'll, yeah. I've made mistakes on the way and it's cost me money and freaking back to the horse and went. No, it, it's like, like we said before, it's a mistake. Um, you learn from it, yeah. you know, back to horse and then laid it, yeah. laid the wrong horse in the same race and you, you know, you crack them all nuts with your ass cheeks going, yeah. please, please. I did that on Saturday. Know. I've been doing it for <laughs> years. Same thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you get, you know, you do your neck and go from screen to screen, looking left and looking right, trying to marry odds up. Anyway, it's part and parcel of the game. Um, I probably missed. I think I might have. Oh, I, yeah, I probably missed two weeks all up in the last six months. I even I went on a cruise in October, and trying to get Wi-Fi on the cruise. I'm virtually hanging out over the balcony with my phone, trying to get bets on. I remember it was a Friday. It was a, it was a night before the AFL Grand Final, and I'm going, "Fuck, this is impossible." <laughs> I'm just going, and the, and the ship, the ship Wi-Fi was fucking atrocious. Anyway, I was trying to. Do, do the best I could, you know. I left the grand final at three-quarter time down the auditorium because the swans were getting pumped. And then I thought, fuck, I'll just go back and make myself feel better and have to put a few system bets on, you know. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, I'm going to just keep going the way I'm going. My, my, my biggest thing is, look, the system, I don't even think twice about. I'll just do it. Just rad body, just turn up. What do you want me to do? One and a half units on that? Done. My biggest thing is sustainability. Um, just got to keep on top of it. It's, it's virtually, like, like you guys were saying before, it's, the money's made on the Wednesdays and the Saturdays, technically. Um, the other days, that's just for sustainability. It's Sundays as well. You know, throw a bit off you here, A-League soccer, cricket, footy, whatever. Just turn it over. Just keep things moving. Because if, the, oh, I'm a believer that if, you, if your account sits still, this is what I think, it's a bit of a warning sign if you're firing it up only on a, Wednesday and a Saturday. Right? I just think yeah. if you're ticking it over each day, just even if it's just, you know, if, you, if you're a $20 punter, even if it's just a $5-$10 bet on a, on a um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and a Friday and a Sunday, just 
couple of sport things here and there. Mm. You know? I think there's a really good thing that you're saying, and I think, yeah, so I was just going to say, the fact that you've sort of come from a real sort of punting background, you've had years of it, you sort of know the tendencies of what a typical punter would look like, which I think you, it sounds like you're really sort of playing on that now to defend your accounts, because you know what you used to do, and you know that all of a sudden you've got this change in behaviour, so you know how to pretend to look like how you used to look in a sense. That's it. I've got a... I got a second account anyway. It's in, it's in a female's name. So I got a punt like a female. I can't be betting like how I want to have a punt. So I got to throw in the old trifecta here and there, just little shit. You know, well, it's what I call dust. You know, JP, you probably know that from trading, you know, crypto and stuff like that. You got dust in your account. Just get rid of it. Three dollars, two dollars, one dollars. Just flip them over here and there. That's the price you pay just to keep your accounts ticking yeah. over. You know, um, match betting tax. You got to pay a little tax. That's that's it. You're paying a little bit of tax. It's probably the cheapest tax you're ever going to pay. Yeah, um, it is hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, but but you're right, Steve. And if when you were when I first joined, and I think JP when you got did the you now all the videos, and you're explaining it to people, uh, it, it dawned on me halfway through. I thought, fuck, there's actual people who do not bet, would know nothing about having a, a punt, let alone about horses or anything like that, and they're trying to take this on. I thought, mate, this would be like trying to drink from a fire hose. It's just, you'd just be information overload because you just, if you don't have a punny well, background, you just, yeah. you won't get it. Well, you won't get it at first, so, I think so. Yeah, correct. This is why we tell people to go off the video, uh, do the videos a few times. I promise yeah. you, there was a guy on the TikTok comments last night and the boys, I don't think have seen it. He's having a gold ass for charging people for, for this. And he said that he could not only personally coach 500 subs himself, but he could explain mm. everything in one video. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. what would you say? Your money talks, bullshit. What would you say to that? Well, <laughs> said, yeah, okay. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, idiot. <laughs> he's, also, he's, he's full of shit. You know, you know and, and, but this, this but is I, I'm thing. trying to work out if he's being legit or if no, he's just he's taken, And I was he's, actually in, intrigued yeah. by it all yeah. but... no honestly if you read it it's pretty fucked but, yeah, no, but, they, they, but that's all well and truly good hide behind the keyboard and punch out a comment like that like, good on you it's you blokes your method's proven like you've, you've called out you've called out other blokes who, who bullshit and lie right you know yeah. tips are coming through then they cancel that one I don't do them and put these ones up this is what social media is yeah 99% of it's all bullshit I guess while we are talking about this and, you know, mm. trolls and whatever's on social media, if, mm. if people are watching this uh, interview now, or podcast, whatever we want to call it, they're a minute, they're an hour in, right? So they obviously are interested yep. in your story and how you've been speaking and what we're talking about. We've touched on some really good topics about, you know, mental health and how slippery slope the, the betting can be when you have no idea what's going on. If, if someone's listening to this now, they're either going to be a subscriber mm. who's probably just starting out, somebody who's a long-term subscriber, or they might just be a punter in general who's very curious about what goes on in the space. What like what advice do you have to, if you're speaking to the whole generation of 18 to 25-year-old punters who are just getting in the space or just started betting, like what would you honestly, like how, how would you explain it to them? What would you say to them? Not about selling the system or match betting, but just like advice for their punting in general. Like what are you telling them? How, how do you steer them away from it or give them the advice without, you know, trying to tell them that you know best or bossing them around? Like, how, how do you go about no, that? No, no. All right. The biggest thing, and you both have only recently been through it because you're younger than me, the biggest thing is FOMO. You think mm. you're missing out, right? And that's got more and more prevalent with instant gratification. And don't act on that feeling. Don't act on, I've got to have a punt. Oh, my mate's got a tip and we're going to go down, we're all going to back it because you know it's not one tip, it's another thousand afterwards. Just take a step back from the group and have a look at it and say, is this good for me? Don't don't think that because everyone else is doing it, it's good. Because everyone else is punting, you really? And they're all doing their ass. So what, what makes me want to win like what, what's going to guarantee that i'll win because it won't and this is um this, you know, this is peer pressure and all that sort of and herd mentality it, it can be hard because they haven't done it they haven't lived it i've lived it and i've come out the other side 
and I'm and I'm here to talk about it. It's something that I just like just don't get involved. Not to sell the system, not to sell any of this. No, no, nothing yeah, to do with that. Not even about you know, the system. Yeah, it, it's it's just a, an avenue you don't want to go down. You know, it's trying, and it, it, it's hard because there's there's peer pressure. You know, it's like it's like the bloke that you know I gave up smoking. And he goes five weeks without a dart, but then he sits down at the pub and has a beer with his mate, and he goes, "Give me a fling of dart, I'm hanging for one." It, it just because yeah, yeah. they're all darting and they're all drinking beers. That's it, and it's the hardest thing. And you're acting on that emotion. You're acting on those neural pathways that have been formed. You know the receptors in your brain feel good because you've had a beer. So all of a sudden you relax, you feel better. It's, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter drinking, smoking, gambling, drugging. It's all the same. It's just different people have different vices. Yeah, and it, 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 and it all comes back to one thing: is just being mindful. Just being one hundred percent mindful of what you're doing. You know. I don't know whether yeah. you blokes have heard of, heard yes. of uh, lemmings. You know what lemmings are? Lemmings are a so-called, I think, mythical society. You know, one walks off a cliff, so they all walk off the cliff. Why, why, why they walk off the cliff? Well, no one knows, but they just did. Like, it's it's the same thing. That's not that's not mythical. That's the world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, no, no like JP. Yeah, we have a beer. I agree. <laughs> I've got a tinfoil hat up here for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a cop out for anyone who, who wants to um uh criticize uh, someone who has a brain that can think. You two are cut from the same cloth. But anyway, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for that. No problem, Jimmy, boys. that's 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 easily been my favourite, I think. Unfortunately for oh. everyone else that we've interviewed, that was that's yeah, been that was fucking oh, unbelievable insight. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for people to, to listen to that. And hopefully, there are a few people that do watch this and and it clicks for them. Maybe they're eighteen to twenty five, and they're like, "Fuck, you know, Jimmy's Jimmy's lived it all. He's done it all, and he's come out the other side with some really good advice." So yeah, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that, and uh, I'm sure the other boys yeah. have as well. So well either that or they got a, got a one hour and five minutes of sleep, so that's good. <laughs> nah, that'll be fine. That was a good laugh. Thanks for that, Jimmy. Oh, no problems, no boys. Thank you. Cheers.